Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. us to do is he want us to trade in 
our sorrows. Amen. He wants us to trade in our pain. He don't want us to be going through different things in life and 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 not being obedient to what he told us to do. We're going to go through things in life. Yes, definitely. But we don't supposed to get stuck there. A lot of times we get stuck there. God don't want us to get stuck there. Amen. He needs for us to keep pushing. He needs for us to keep moving. He needs for us to keep on going on to the end. Hallelujah. So I don't want you to give up on God. Hallelujah. I don't want you to give up on the things of God. Amen. I want you to keep on moving forward. I want you to keep on praising him. I want you to keep on lifting up his name. I want you to keep on magnifying him because he is good. And he is good all the time. Yes, he is good. So let's hear that song because I believe when we listen to different songs, songs lift us up. And there is somebody out there on this morning just need to hear this song so that they can feel like moving on. You know, the saints used to say, you know what? I feel like going on. In spite of everything that I've been through, in spite of everything that's been going on in my life, I feel like moving on. So I want to play this song so that those out there that felt like giving up, felt like giving out, just want you to know to come on on this morning and trade in your sorrows, trade in your pain, trade in all of that. Because when you learn to trade those things in, I'm telling you, God begins to do something in your life. Hallelujah. So come on, let's just hear that song. And then we're going to go right into our uh, morning teaching on this morning. Is that okay? All right. To be who loves me more than anything in the world.
straightening our shame. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory for that. Amen. So we just honor again to be here on this morning. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and get started with our morning word teaching on this morning. Amen. Amen. I believe we're in the book of Nehemiah. Hallelujah. Finishing out um, the book of Nehemiah chapter 10. Hallelujah. But before we go into that, there's a couple scriptures I would like for us to read. Amen. And the first scripture is Mark 16 and 15. Almighty God. We, we're going to what we're going to do is we're not just going to read the scripture. We're going to pray the scriptures. I believe as we continue to pray and intercede, even as we're going into the word of God, not only is the Holy Spirit going to move, which he's already moving because he's already in the midst. Amen. Because it's the Holy Spirit that is teaching on this morning through the servant of God myself. But we're going to pray the scriptures because we're believing God to do some great and mighty things. Amen. So let's go ahead and pray, but we're tapping into Mark 16 and 15, and we're going to tap into Jeremiah 1 and 7, Matthew 28 and 19, and then closing it out with Acts 20 and 28, because we're praying that the Lord continue to give us power. You know, in these times and season, amen, hallelujah, we need to ask God to give us more power amen not power hallelujah to take authority over people and take advantage over people and manipulate the people but to have power to what cast out devils hallelujah to heal the sick to raise the dead hallelujah so i'm telling you we can't do this with our own power. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, back in the days, uh, days of all Roberts and Kathy Coleman and so many other great men and women of God, evangelists and Benny Hinn, you know, they operated in the power gifts. You know, the power gifts still exist. But until we are obedient to God, until we're willing to die out to ourselves so that the Holy Spirit can take over, that gift would not operate. Hallelujah. That's why we're praying and asking God to release that power gift back in the church because I believe that people don't need to just come into the church and leave back out the same way. There needs to be a reformation and transformation and a transitioning into the spirit of God in order for them to move and fulfill the purpose and destiny that is on their life. So as we continue to pray, hallelujah, we're praying that God release the power gifts back in the body of Christ, that we operate in the gifts that God has given unto us so that the five folk can work together collectively. I believe the reason why the five-fold gifts cannot work collectively is because we have such a spirit of competition, a spirit of a territorial spirit, and a, the, the python and the spirit of Jezebel and Ahab. Hallelujah. 
operating in the church that is smothering the prophetic and apostolic anointing from flowing so that the power gifts can be released in the body of Christ so that people can receive true healing and deliverance. And until we come together as one, hallelujah, and realize that it's not about us, but it's about doing the work of God, doing what he's called us to do. He has given us ministries for us to fulfill the work of God. You know, like in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was sent on assignment. He finished that assignment in 52 days. Come on now. Most of us have been in this thing for 20 and 30 years. Glory. Hallelujah. I pray that it don't take me that long. Hallelujah. To build what God wants me to build. I'm not talking about building mortar and brick, but I'm talking about building something in the spirit for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So that, that people can receive the healing and deliverance that God has for them. That's the legacy that I wants to leave. I don't want to leave a building. I don't want to just leave money or houses or cars even though all those things would be left for the people. Hallelujah God but I'm talking about something spiritual because things that are spiritual will last longer than materialistic things. Hallelujah and until we learn to invest in spiritual things instead of materialistic things glory to God we would never move the way that God wants us to move, hallelujah, because we have to get out of ourselves, hallelujah, and get back into the things of God, meaning that we can't worry about how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that. That's where faith works, hallelujah. That's how faith works. That's when faith works, and that's when you're able to really see the power of God, because without faith, Faith, hallelujah. Everything else is nothing. Everything else is, is not possible because you need faith, hallelujah, in order to touch God. You need faith in order to move in the things of God. So I believe as we go through our trials and we go through tribulations in life, it builds our faith so that we will rely more on God and not on ourselves. And when we learn to rely more on God than ourselves, then we will get out of ourselves and get into the things of God. My prayer on this morning is that we go back, hallelujah, to the vision that God gave us when we were first, hallelujah, saved. When, when God first called us out of darkness, when God first called us out of the past that was taking us to destruction, when we said, yes, Lord, we would do whatever it is, Lord, that we need to do. Yes, Lord, we will go wherever we need to go. Yes, Lord, we will say whatever we need to say. We need to get back to that vision because I believe that we started out with that vision. But when we got to a place and we felt so high and mighty, hallelujah, we allowed the spirit of pride, the spirit of arrogance, the haughty spirit, the spirit saying, hey, I don't need nobody or nothing. Hallelujah, I got this. Hallelujah, because I got my doctrines, I got my, 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 my degree. I got my buildings, I got my people but let me remind you they're not your people the Bible says it's my people that are called by my name, meaning that they're God's people we're just sitting here to do a work for God's people so that they can receive the word so that the word can heal them the word can deliver them the word can set them free hallelujah, so as I pray on this morning, I believe that prayers is already hitting the ceiling through the words that is coming through my mouth on this morning already but as we pray, oh my 
almighty God, hallelujah, you gave us, Lord God, an assignment, God to fulfill here on earth and you said to us oh God go into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation so Lord right now I pray that this will be our mission Lord God I ask God that you keep our hearts and our minds open so that we will be willing to seek Lord God your word we will be willing oh God to seek you through prayer through laying before you oh God so that we will be, be able to go out and reach those God outside the four walls oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God that may not know you they know of you but they don't know you and through our testimonies through our life Lord they will be able to see that you are the eternal God just like you told Jeremiah not to find fault in this age oh God you said to him oh God not only are you a youth but because everywhere you will see him oh God that he shall go and whatever you shall command him to do oh God he shall do and whatever you command him to speak oh Lord he shall speak the same words oh God that you gave Jeremiah right now in the mighty name of Jesus uh, we decree and declare oh God uh, that those words oh God we proclaim those words God uh, and wherever you send us oh God we shall go uh, and whatever you shall give us to say my God uh, we shall speak it oh God, whatever you command us to do in this time and this season and to come, we shall do it by fire of the Holy Ghost, my God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that our youthful years be used right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that we don't become weary, oh God, that we don't become stagnant, oh God, that the spirit of presentation is broken off of us right now. Every spirit of fear, bro, is broke off of us right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Allow our youth for years to spring up so that we can go out, oh God, and proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we will not fear, oh God, and fear due to our age, due to our size, due to our weight, our color, our sex, or whatever will try to hold us back up. But we shall be strengthened, O oh God, uh, and go wherever you shall send us, O oh God, uh, to spread the word uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the kingdom of God. Uh, o oh God, that prayer will be set in the heart of your people, uh, that the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, shall rise up uh, like fire, my God, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, we thank you, God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus for your divine word. Uh, we thank you, O oh God, that you have called us uh, to make, oh God, uh, all disciples of all nations, oh God, uh, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, uh, that you do not, oh God, uh, just bring us in a place where nothing uh, is done, uh, but we go into a place uh, where plenty, oh God, uh, is done. Uh, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, uh, we thank you, oh God, that your presence will never leave us, uh, that the Holy Spirit will be with us always. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, we thank you, oh God, that you've given us confidence and boldness uh, to move through the earth, uh, to do your will, to do your will, my God. Uh, let us continue to strive together, God, uh, in love, oh God. Uh, in patience, my God. Uh, and I pray now, uh, in the mighty name 
name of Jesus, uh, that we pay uh, carefully attention to ourselves, oh God, uh, that we allow the Holy Spirit uh, to do all things through us, uh, speak to us and move in us, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, and right now, my God, uh, we come into repentance, oh God, uh, but not doing your will, uh, but not doing what you called us to do, uh, but God, give us, oh God, uh, the strength uh, to move forward and do what you have called us to do, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, oh God, forgive us of anything, oh God, uh, that we may have said or done, uh, anybody that we may have heard it, oh God, uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, oh God, show us how to love more, Lord, teach us, oh God, how to be more patient with your people, uh, teach us, oh God, uh, how to humble ourselves uh, under the mighty hand of God, uh, because we know, oh God, when we humble ourselves under your mighty hand, uh, that you shall lift us up, uh, not to have power. Power, uh, to manipulate people uh, or to control people uh, with power, oh God, uh, to heal the sick, uh, raise the dead. Uh, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, allow the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, to so consume this place. Uh, consume those that are hearing. Uh, consume those, oh God, uh, that will receive, oh God, your word on today. Uh, let their hearts, oh God, uh, be filled uh, with the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, to burn up sin that's inside of them uh, that they will not oh God uh, sin against you uh, but they will come into true repentance oh God uh, they will lay before you my God uh, they will be obedient to you oh God uh, they will answer the call uh, that you have called them to come to my God uh, oh my God uh, in heaven oh God uh, oh God I ask you now in the mighty name of Jesus uh, humble us oh God uh, let us let humility uh, be our portion Allow humility, oh God. Let us wear humility, oh God. Let humility be around us. Wrap us in humility, my God. Let us not arise over ourselves, but let us submit ourselves unto you, my God. Let obedience, oh God, be our portion. Being obedient to the things of God. Being obedient to your will, my God. Being obedient to the vision and the message that you're giving us, oh God. To spread throughout the world, the four corners of the world, the four corners of the earth. My God of Zion, let us, oh God, operate together in a fivefold ministry, my God. Let us work, oh God, collectively in unity, in love, my God. Let love, oh God, be our portion. When you post a job for free with LinkedIn Jobs, you get to the people you want to interview faster. That's because we help you filter and prioritize only the most qualified candidates. Like, say you want to interview a sales rep, but you really need someone in Tucson who takes the phrase sales goals personally and can greet customers in English, Spanish, and the occasional Dutch. We'd say, yeah, LinkedIn Jobs can help you find 12 of those people, actually. And then you can find the right one for your business from there. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash apply. That's linkedin.com slash apply. Terms and conditions apply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. We come against uh, every spirit right now, of competition. Uh, right now, we are not competing against ourselves.
angels, because we are saints of God, sons of God, children of God, but we are to come against the enemy, and we come against the enemy now in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. We cast out every spirit of competition right now in the name of Jesus. We shall work together in unity. We shall be unified as one. The body of Christ, many members shall work together collectively, letting the leg do what the leg needs to do, the feet to do what the feet need to do, and the arms to do what the arm need to do, to stay connected to the wrist so that the hand can move. Bro, so can stay connected to the next so the head can go. Bro, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory, my God. We give you glory, Jesus. We magnify you, God. We magnify you on this morning. We come before you. We give thanksgiving unto you. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, my God. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for giving us life. We thank you for protecting us, oh God, and covering us, allowing the blood of Jesus to be our portion. Oh God, we exhort you on this morning. We thank you, God. We pray that, Lord, that your people receive your word on this morning. And God, we don't take it for granted what you're doing. We give you glory. I said we give you glory. Come on, y'all, let's give him glory. Let's praise his name. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Hallelujah for what he is doing. Amen. And now we're going to go ahead in the book of Nehemiah. We're in chapter 10. And what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and listen. We're going to read chapter 10 in the book of Nehemiah. And then the Holy Spirit is going to release the word through the scriptures as well as we finish up. But we thank you for joining us, SWORD International Outreach Network, Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry. We thank God for your life. Hallelujah. Apostle Joel Azamore and I'm Lady Apostle Robin. So we don't take it for granted what God is doing in our lives on this morning. But we do take it serious. And we are fulfilling what God is calling us to do. So we just thank God for giving us the strength to do what he's called us to do. But we welcome you. We thank God for you. But please, we want you to make sure that you come out and join us. We're here. The doors are open. I know a lot of us is doing Zoom. We'll be on Zoom soon here. But our doors is open as well. That's right. Because we're not just only, hallelujah, a church. But we also have a pantry here. We have a food pantry where you can come and get food. That's right. The food is free and it's open to all counties. We're not restricted to just Butler County, hallelujah, anymore, or just Claremont County, but we are open to all counties because I believe that food should be free all over, hallelujah, should not be restricted in just certain areas because when there is a need to feed people, remember Jesus fed the 5,000. He also fed the 7,000, and I believe that that is ministry alone. That right there is ministry. If you don't never preach in a pulpit, that's ministry. And until we understand what ministry really is, we would never, never fulfill what God has called us to do. Because we think ministry is just in the pulpit, preaching and having a big church and people. No, ministry is helping the people, giving them what they need. Giving them not just, hallelujah, a prophetic word, but giving them 
natural food, giving them spiritual food, giving them something that is going to bring life. It says to teach a man how to fish so that he can fish on his own. If you never teach them how, they will always be leaning on you. It's called the call, meaning that there's a call on everybody's life, but we must learn how to fish. You know, I don't know about you, but when we were younger, we had to go fishing. You know, it was mandatory. You didn't have a choice to say, okay, Grandma, we'll wait till next week or go when we want. But on Saturdays, we had to get up early, six in the morning, clean up. You know, clean up wasn't just washing dishes, but it was washing the walls and scrubbing the floors. And because we had a big house and it was a lot of us, we had to rake the leaves and shovel the snow and cut the grass. And, you know, we didn't just have dogs, but we had ducks. And, you know, we had a lot of different animals in the backyard. So it was work for sure. So God was teaching me how to work like David, hallelujah, because he knew that I was going to work in the kingdom of God for him, amen. So I'm telling you, when we went fishing, it was like I had to learn how to get used to, first of all, digging for the bait. You know, many of us ain't going to dig in the ground to find no worms, hallelujah. We'll probably go buy them, but we had to dig the day before for the worms because the worms had to be fresh for the fish the next day. So we would have to dig not only inches, but feet at times. And we had to dig for worms, hallelujah. And sometimes I used to be so happy when it rained because the worms was right there in the street. You know, when it was when it rained, the worms come out, hallelujah. So we didn't have to dig a whole lot. But we had to dig for the worms and, and everything, and, and that was the bait. And then when we went Saturday morning, we fished. You know, sometimes we call bluegills and we call catfish, but most of the times we call those little sticky things. I forgot what they are, crab dads, crab dads, something like that with the sticky legs. And if they stick you, it's going to hurt. But we will always catch them at times, that man, before the fish got on the bait. But I thank God because he was teach, teaching me how to fish, not only for fish, but he was making me a fisher of men. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory for the call. Amen. So let's go ahead and listen to the word. Hallelujah. This is going to, this is the book of Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah 10. Now those that sealed were Nehemiah, the Tirshava, the son of Hakaliah, and Zedkijah, Sarahiah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Peshur, Amariah, Malkijah, Atush, Shabaniah, Malak, Arim, Maramath, Obadiah, Daniel, Yenathon, Baruch, Meshalem, Abijah, Mejamin, Maziah, Bilgai, Shemaiah. These were the priests and the Levites, both Joshua the son of Azaniah, Benuai of the sons of Hanadad, Kadmiel, and their brethren, Shemaiah, Adijah, Kalita, Pelaiah, Anan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Odijah, Bani, Benainu. The chief of the people, Parosh, Pahath, Moab, Elam, Zathu, Bani, Bunai, Asgad, Bibai, 
Adonijah, Bigbai, Adin, Ater, Iskaijah, Azur, Odijah, Ashum, Bezai, Arif, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshalem, Azir, Meshezabiel, Zadok, Jadwa, Pelatiah, Hanan, Ananiah, Oshea, Hananiah, Ashab, Alohesh, Peleha, Shobek, Reham, Ashabna, Masaiah, Benahijah, Anan, Anan, Malak, Arum, Bana. And the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that had separated themselves from the people of the lands unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding. They played to their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse and into an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord, our Lord, and his judgments and his statutes, and that we would not give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. And if the people of the land bring ware or any victuals on the Sabbath day to sell, that we would not buy it of them on the Sabbath or on the holy day, and that we would leave the seventh year in the exaction of every debt. Also we made ordinances for us to charge ourselves yearly with the third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread and for the continual meat offering and for the continual burnt offering of the Sabbaths, of the new moons, for the set feasts, and for the holy things, and for these sin offerings to make an atonement for Israel, and for all the work of the house of our God. And we cast the lots among the priests, the Levites, and the people, for the wood offering to bring it into the house of our God, after the houses of our fathers, at times appointed year by year, to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law, and to bring the first fruits of our ground, and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees, year by year, unto the house of the Lord, also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and of our flocks, to bring to the house of our God, unto the priests that minister in the house of our God, and that we should bring the first fruits of our dough and our offerings, and the fruit of all manner of trees, of wine and of oil, unto the priests, to the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithes of our ground unto the Levites. The same Levites might have the tithes in all the cities of our tillage. And the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites, when the Levites take tithes. And the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes unto the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the corn, of the new wine, and the oil unto the chambers, where are the vessels of the sanctuary, and the priests that minister, and the porters, and the singers, and we will not forsake the house of our God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is the book of Nehemiah chapter 10. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, as we've been studying, we've been in the book of Nehemiah, and those that have been with us, those that have not been with us, we are on chapter um, 10. But just a brief summary of where we've been, because 
this book has been such a blessing to us in this time and season because it's talking about such a great leader who was sent to rebuild a wall and a gate for the people. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Jerusalem. And I believe that God is rebuilding our nation right now. Through everything we have been through with COVID-19, with the economy, with everything dealing in government, and even just our lives, God is doing a rebuild, not only in our communities or our nation, but he's also rebuilding our tent within us. Because a lot of us need a reformation not just a transformation because we have to first be reformed before we could be transformed so as we have went through the book of nehemiah hallelujah it was in the beginning when nehemiah he was caught up because he had to serve not only a great king but he also was a cupbearer hallelujah to the king meaning that he had to look after the king, meaning that he had to make sure that nothing or nobody can come and try to harm the king. So he was the cupbearer, cupbearer of somebody who bears whatever it is so that the person that they're bearing for would not be harmed. And not only that, his brother was in exile. His brother was in Jerusalem where all this other things was going on and they have burnt down the gates and the walls and they have sent the people out and the people began to sin and do all types of things. So he was caught up, hallelujah, between serving the king and also his brother had issues back home. Amen. And then as we travel through um, chapter 2, he also faced a moment where he had to truly rely on God. Now, even though the brother came with all this bad news and he had to still be the cupbearer to the king, he was already in a place of prayer because he was a man of prayer. You know, when you are a person of prayer, you don't just wait to pray for an issue to come up. You are already in a place of prayer, meaning that your spirit is already interceding, hallelujah, years before sometimes things become. So he was a man of prayer. He was a man of loyalty. He was a man of honor. He was a man of integrity. He was a man of God. He was a man that understood that if it was not the voice of God or if it was not the way that God wanted him to go, he couldn't go no way. He relied on God like never before. So that's why he had to be in a place of intercession. When you're in a place of intercession, hallelujah, that means that your spirit is interceding, hallelujah, and the Holy Spirit they're talking together and they're interceding and they're picking what needs to be done. Hallelujah. What the things that the things that not only need to be done, but the things that have to be done. Amen. So at the end of the day, wanted to make sure that he was doing what he needed to do. Amen. He wanted to make sure that not only was he doing what he needed to do. Amen. He also wanted to make sure he was doing what God wanted him to do. 
So he had to be in a place of prayer. He had to make sure that he relied strictly on the word of God. And not only relied strictly on the word of God, but he had to speak out boldly what the word of God told him to speak out. So as he went into a place of prayer, he prayed, God spoke, he went to the king, and the king allowed him to do what God called him to do. Amen. And not only that, hallelujah, excuse me, let me tune in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There we go. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he tuned in to what God wanted him to do. So he relied strictly on God's word. Then he had to paint a picture of where he was going. He had to paint a picture of what he was going to see when he got there. He already heard about the walls being burnt down. He already heard about the gates being broke down. He already heard about the front of the houses and everything of the uh, community in Jerusalem, how everything was torched on fire. So he had to paint this in his mind to say, okay, before I get there, I need the Holy Spirit to show me what I need to do, but I still need to paint this picture in my mind because I'm human. So I need to use my mind so that my mind can connect to the spirit of God so that I can make sure that I stay to the main point when I get there and I know exactly what I'm doing when I get there so when he went he understood that this picture that he painted was a picture that the Holy Spirit already showed him it wasn't a picture that he painted because it was something that he wanted to do it was something that he painted but it was a picture that the Holy Spirit painted. Hallelujah. So he had to understand that there was going to be opposition. Opposition from every side. He understood that it was not just opposition within the people. Because, you know, when people start working together, there's always opposition. Because the enemy never uses anybody on the outside. He uses those that are inside, those that are close to you. So if you've been going through anything... I know right now you've been going through things where the people that are right next to you, people that you thought you can count on, people that you were there for, people that you did everything for, but these people is who the enemy is using against you. But the thing is, don't fret. Don't become weary. Don't move. Just pray. Because it's only a test. It's only a test. It's only a test. Don't come up against them. Don't try to do revenge back to them. Because the enemy is just trying to use them to stop you from going forward. Don't believe the height. Don't fall into the, the, tech, the, the, the pit that the enemy trying to create for you. So he understood that he was going to face some opposition from those that was working within him. Within him. But even those governors, Tobiah, Zambalit, Gisham, the governors, he knew he was going to face some things. Amen? He knew that there was going to be some things, hallelujah, that he was going to face, hallelujah. But at the end of the day, he understood that no matter what, he had to still do what God called him to do, amen. He had to still go where God called him to go, amen. So he knew that he was going to face opposition. He knew that there was going to be some internal radical and some external radical. He knew he was going to have to 
hallelujah, go through some things. He was going to feel defeated at times. But he had to understand that even when he felt defeated, even when Tobiah tried to come for him, he knew that Tobiah mean, name means God is good. Come on now. Your enemy name means God is good? Are you serious? God is good? Hallelujah. All the time, God is good? Something wasn't right about that one. Hallelujah. So God is good. Amen. Tobiah name means God is good. So even though when the enemy came to try to shadow his faith, he had to understand one thing. God was good. Hallelujah. And then he understood that when defeat tried to come, come on now, he knew his blessings was being showered down because symbolic name means shower blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. And then not only that, he knew, come on, symbolic, the enemy in secret. The enemy in secret. Meaning that the enemy was in secret, meaning that God was revealing that enemy. God will always reveal the enemy. Because the enemy always try to be in secret. But God always revealed to redeem. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, he understood this. But he was a godly leader. He showed such a good example to the people. Because even though defeat, eternal radical, radicure was going on, his faith almost was shattered. Come on now. He still was a godly leader. Because he understood that God sent him. Man did not send him. God sent him. So he was speaking what God spoke. Amen. To the people. And about God. But at the same time, they could not shadow his faith. They could not move him. They could not distract him. Because he went there for one purpose. And that was to rebuild the wall. One purpose. To rebuild the people. And he did just that. So he taught them how to not only to build, but he taught them how to trust and how to fight in the spirit. Not fight naturally, but fight in the spirit. He taught them how to work with one hand and then have the sword, the word of God in the other hand. But at the, other, the same time, he understood that there were so many issues coming internally that tried to hinder them from finishing the work. He could not allow those things to stop him. He could not allow those things to move him. So they began to make record of the problems. So that Tobiah, Sabalik, and Geshev could try to come and scheme him and trick him. But the thing was, it was not going to work. So Nehemiah, he faced so many tests. But the three tests that he really faced was a test of his character. Because we know that he was a man of integrity, a man of honor. A man of loyalty, a man of faith, a man of God. So anytime we're moving in the things of God and God have called us and the anointing is being revealed through us, our character is going to be tested. Our character is going to be tested because the enemy wants to try to be an accuser of the brethren. He wants to say, God, you know what? They who you say they are. He wants us to, to, to not to be who we are called to be. But the devil is a liar. So his taste, his, 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 his character was tested. Amen. His enemies seek to kill him by appealing to his desires to be appreciated. See, sometimes the people didn't say thank you. Sometimes the, the, the leaders did not give him words of encouragement. You know, in this time and season, God had us tear down some things in, in order for him to rebuild some things. And some of us is building from scratch. 
And some of us, we know that it's not easy because some of us may have to do it right now alone. But don't you know that God is sending divine helpers? God is sending a divine, hallelujah, um, word to you so that you would know exactly how to build and when to build and what to build and where to build and who to build to win and, and why and how. But you have to trust God in this time and season. You must be still and know that he is God. You cannot be moved in this time and season by what you don't see. Because the thing is, sometimes God has to uproot things and uproot people in order to plant things that need to be planted in order for things to move the way that he needs to move. But sometimes because we don't have that support being or that support pillar right there for us to lean on, we feel like we can't do a lot because fear you know sometimes for us it's like to move along in the things of god and to god send that divine help we are afraid great news for a limited time you can get one month free of spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select spectrum stores so stop by today our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. We are afraid and we cannot allow fear to stop us. And sometimes we want people to always pat us on the back. We always want people to say, oh, that was good. Or you know what? That's, that, that's fine. But guess what? Even if they don't say that, it's okay because God is saying to you, good and faithful servant. God is saying to you, you've done a great job. God is saying to you, I appreciate everything that you have done for my people. I appreciate every word that you've given my people. I appreciate everything that you have done out of your own need for my people. I love you, my servant. Don't, don't, don't give up. You know, God is up in heaven. He's right there with you saying that I appreciate you so much. Don't let the enemy put in your mind that you're not appreciated. See, they want it in Nehemiah to feel like he wasn't appreciated. Amen. So that his ambitions and his fears can rise up so that he could be hindered. So he won't finish the work that God caused him to do. But he knew that God was fighting for him. He knew that God was standing with him. He knew that God was in the front of him and back of him on side to side of him. He knew that God was fighting for him and he did not have to first of all put himself first or think about himself because he knew that God had his back. That's why he did not make it so important about himself. It wasn't even about him. Self was not important to him. It was about the people. It was about the work. It was about what he was called to do. In this time and season, that is what God is saying to us. God wants us to get ourselves out of the matter. He said, it's not about you. It's not about me, but it's about the call. It's about the work that I've called you to do. When you learn to get out of yourselves and get out of what you need and what how you need it and get into the things of God and seek first the kingdom of God I will add everything unto you it ain't just money it ain't just the big glamorous
those things. But it is your health. It is your strength. It is the joy of the Lord. It's that your peace never leaves you. Amen. So therefore, those are the things that are eternal. The things that God wants us to have and to hold on to. So we got to learn how to get out of ourselves and get into God. And when we get into God, then we will be for the people. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from people. Not to hurt them, but to remove ourselves because there are some things with inside of us that we need to get together so that we will not scar them. We won't hurt them. We will be able to get ourselves in a place so we can be able to love them. We can be able to see them where they are and not judge them and not do anything that will hinder them. So sometimes God has to separate us and it hurts because we really love them. We really care for them. We really love being around them. I mean, they bring us such a joy. They brighten up our eyes when we see their smile. When we see them coming, we feel safe. But sometimes God say, no, I got to remove you right now because what I'm doing in them, I got to make sure you are right so that you won't hinder what's going to be in them. And sometimes that is hurting. But we have to remove ourselves. And we learn that in the 7 and 8 that the city has been rebuilt, but it was not alive. See, you can build something up with brick and mortar, but at the end of the day, it may not still be alive. The building is built, but the people are not. You know, you can build a, a building, but if the things that's going to go inside the building is not built correctly, it'll fall. So that's why even though the walls and the gates were built up, the people still had to be built so that they would be able to not only stand within the building, but they would learn to appreciate it. They would learn how to obey and learn how to sacrifice all in order for that structure to stay standing. You know, sometimes when we build something, we don't take care of it. We rebuild it and then we just let it just go and be any kind of way. You know, when God blesses us with stuff, we're supposed to take care of it. Okay, let me help somebody here. Hallelujah. When God sometimes maybe give us a, a new car, he give us a house. You know, we sometimes we're happy we get it. But look how we do it. We don't keep it clean. We, we, we don't do the things that God wants us to do. He don't just give us things, hallelujah, hallelujah, for us just to have things and, and, and do it any kind of way. We're supposed to take care of it. We're supposed to, we supposed to um, um, honor that. We're supposed to make sure that it's clean. You know, God give us big, beautiful homes, and we let our children just write all on the walls, and we let our children just put stuff everywhere. We don't teach them how to clean. We don't teach them about chores. You know, back in the day, we had chores, amen? We had allowance, but our allowance was not based on chores. We had to do chores, but now it's like, in order for you to get an allowance, you got to do chores. So it's like, okay, they want money, so they're going to do chores, but they're not going to do it or Appreciate it the right way. But that's why back then when we had chores, either you do the chores, hallelujah, or you go on a punishment. Amen. You don't get a, a, a choice. You don't do the chores, you don't get the money. No, no, no. Listen, you're going to do these chores, and then I'm going to give you allowance only because I want to give you allowance, but it's not for you to do the chores. You're going to do chores because that's what your, your, your job is to do, is chores as a child. Amen. But it taught you something. 
I appreciate the chores that we did because it allowed me to be who I am today. It allowed me to be clean. It allowed me to appreciate things. It allowed not to be overprotective of things. I'm not, it's a difference. I'm not, I'm not vain of glory of things and I'm not overprotective of things, but I'll cherish God's things and I do things in excellence unto God because it's God's things and we must do things unto excellence unto God. So everything that we do should be in excellence and even in our house and our order of our house and how our house is and how God's house is it need to be decent and in order it need to be an excellency that means that we should be able to support and be able to spend on God's house if we need something like instruments or whatever the case may be we need to buy them amen you know I was with somebody and we were, you know, talking about instruments and going out buying instruments and they and they was like, no, get this, get this. And I'm looking at the money that God gave and I'm saying, well, Lord, you know, you know, they said, you know what, it's not even about that. God has blessed you, so we have you have to get the best. You know, I know you're saying, okay, I just want just sound. No, it's a difference in sound. It's a different if God has blessed you, you need to get what God wants you to get. He wants you to get the best. He wants you to get because it's all about God. It's all about His His presence. It's all about what we do unto God and 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 and, and, uh, and that. So and we have to make sure that what we do, we do things decently and in order. We do things in excellency. So if you, we're gonna invest our money, I want to invest my money in the kingdom of God. So I'm learning that in the kingdom of God, you have to invest your money and you have to get nice things. You have to get things that God wants us to get. When He give us money. He's not giving us money to shortchange him or give us money to just get the less than things. But he wants us to get the high quality things, things that are in excellence unto him. Now, I'm not telling us to go out and beyond our means and get things that we can't afford. No, if God give it to us, we can afford it because that's what he wants us to have for his glory, for him. That's why we do what we do. Hallelujah. So God is teaching us, hallelujah, how to have things of excellence. God is teaching us how to appreciate things of excellence and how to handle things of excellence. And when we get things, we need to do things in excellence. Not because we're perfect or not because we're self-glory or self-vain, but things of God needs to be in excellency. Hallelujah. So people may not like you because the way that you do things in excellency for the Lord. They may say, well, it don't take all of that. No, it takes all of that because we must make sure that we are representing God in excellency because we are ambassadors of Christ. When people see us, they see Christ. They may not never be able to get to the place where they need to be if they see things are not excellence in the things that we do for Christ. So that's why we get one chance. And that one chance, we must do things in excellency. When we do things in excellency, then we will know the importance, hallelujah, of the things of God. So that's why God wants us to not only rebuild the city with brick and mortar, but he wants us to rebuild the city, hallelujah, so that people can be alive, so that they would know that Jesus lived, that God is alive and he is not dead. We need to be more upbeat and more ready and more alive in God. We come in and we mope and we pope and we always complaining. We always saying, pray for me. This is going this way. This is going that way. We got to teach people how to pray for themselves. Matter of fact, pray for the pastor. Pray for the apostle. Pray for the prophet. Pray for the bishop. We got to teach people how to get into a 
place of prayer, how to prostrate. But let me tell you something. It's not hard, amen. Just get into some trouble. Get into a situation that will teach you how to pray. That will teach you how to get in the face of God. That will teach you how to prostrate. That will teach you how to get into a place called intercession where people don't have to beg you to pray or fast. You're going to pray and fast anyway, glory to God. Why? Because you're going to be in a place where you just going to wail and mourn and groan. And it's going to take just prayer and fasting that's going to break that thing. So I'm telling you, just go do some things that will teach you how to pray. So we have to teach people how to pray. How do you teach people how to pray? By letting them understand their own situation. Because when they learn and understand their own situation, they'll put them in a place of prayer. Because they'll get down and they'll pray. And they ain't got no other choice but to pray. People need to be able to pray. Prayer is so important. You have to build everything on prayer. Nehemiah built everything on prayer. He did not go out here and think he was able to do because he was the cupbearer of the king, even though the king was over everybody. He could have just relied on the king. He relied on God. So that's why when he went to the city, he knew that it was more than just rebuilding the walls. But a, a people had to be rebuilt because they was not alive. So God used him so that they can know God. How did God use him? By him being an example of God. When he was an example of God, then they were able to see God in him. To know that God was alive. So they was able to understand their God. They was able to understand the word of God. It produced the grief over their sin. But also tremendous joy over their salvation. Hallelujah. That's why at the very end, when we read last week, they were able to celebrate. Not just in a feast of celebration with nice food and stuff. They got on their face. They got on their knees. They went into a place of prayer and fasting themselves, even though after the law was read by Zyra and the Levites, they was like, wait a minute, this ain't a time for mourning and groaning. This is a time of feasting, celebration. They said, but you know what? We was dead. We was dead before Nehemiah arrived. We had nothing. We thought our God left us. But look what God done. We can't do nothing but give him glory. We can't do nothing but get down on our knees and pray. Get down in a place of prayer and fasting. Get down and show how grateful we are. Not just standing up. But we really want us, God to see our hearts. Because we're grateful. God wants to see our hearts, y'all. We're so ungrateful. God do so much for us. We're still complaining about what we don't have. We're still complaining about, but look five years ago where we were. And look where we are now. How can we complain? We did not have that. Matter of fact, some people ain't even here. They're gone because of a disease. But we're still here, but still complaining. Come on. These people understood. They had to celebrate something. They knew that this was only an earthly city. They needed eternity. They was looking at eternity. Not an earthly city, but something eternal. Fourth, because if we do not do that, the word can be stolen from us. That's why we have to be strong in our faith. We have to be strong in our word. 
And we must be honest and loyal on what we are what we are making a vow to. But we also, as we confess, we must fest, confess honestly. You know, you can't make a vow if you ain't willing to confess. You gotta confess, be willing to repent. You have to repent, and you have to make sure that it's an internal repentance. Not something external just because you're going through. Not something external because you want something. But it has to be a true confession within. A true conviction within your heart. Something that is real. Something that is not just because you want something. Because God already knows your motive. He already knows your heart before you even say it. You can't trick God. But what happens is we say these things to men and women of God. People. And we know that we ain't going to keep that vow. But you got to be careful because God is in some of those people. And when you're making a vow to them, you're making a vow to God. And we do that when we're going through things. Oh, I'm going to do this at the church. Oh, I'm going to do this for God. And soon, when God bless you, God always sent us. He, 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 he already knows what you're going to do. But he needs to show you what you're going to do. Because, see, you don't think you're going to do that because at the time, you, 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 you're really tricking yourself. But he want to just show you. He wants your word to come back to you. Because he knew already in your heart you weren't going to do that. But he knew that you tried. But because you did not stay steadfast and move on his word through prayer, intercession, you let the enemy come and take that word. You let the enemy come and trick you out of what you made a vow to. So that's why we got to be careful. And that's why we have to confess unto God so that God can clear our hearts so that he can teach us how to hold on to that vow, that covenant that we're making. We have to also know that when we're making a vow and covenant unto God, we're expressing our love to God. We're expressing to him, God, I, I want to do this and this is how I want to do it because I really love you. But at the end of the day, you got to be honest with yourself and say, but Lord, I need help in doing it. I can't do this alone. So when I'm making a covenant and a vow or saying to, even when I tell people, okay, I'm going to come and do this and come and do that. And I'm a strong woman of faith. I still go into prayer and say, Lord, let me keep my word. Let nothing be able to come up to, to hinder me, God, from doing what you told me to go do. Because first of all, I'm going to make sure God told me to go do it. You can't just come and tell me what you want me to come and do. I got to go into prayer and say, okay, God, do, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that how I'm supposed to do it? Is that when I'm supposed to do it? Is that who I'm supposed to do it with and what I need to do? And then when he answered yes to all of that, now I'm praying to God. Now, God, keep me for fulfilling what I'm supposed to do. Because the enemy can still come and try to stop you from doing what God telling you to do. So I still pray and say, God, keep me so that I can keep my word and doing what you told me to do. Because it's you that told me to do it. Now, when it's us telling somebody, hey, then that's a different story. I'm talking about when God told us that. So I'm expressing my love to God because I'm making a vow to God because this is what he already said that I can do. Amen? But we're talking about Nehemiah. He made three Pacific vows. He first of all said that he's going to make sure that the marriages, come on now, that, because the marriages was not right. They were marrying many wives and, and all the stuff that was not of God. And then they wanted to make sure that they kept the Sabbath. Come on now. And also the provision that was needed for the worship. 
Because the worship was really not in place. I'm not just talking about songs, hallelujah, but I'm talking about their lifestyle. Their lifestyle had to match the songs that they were singing. Come on now. Their lifestyle had to match them worshiping in the church building. Their lifestyle had to match, hallelujah, them saying they're saved. Not just a song. Hallelujah. So when we have just read through the book of Nehemiah, hallelujah, remember um, verse, it just read in 10, 30, and 33. We will not give our daughters to the people of our land or take their daughters for our sons. And if the people of the land bring in goods or any grain on Sabbath day to sell, we would not buy from them on Sabbath or on a holy day. And we will forego the crops of the seventh year that exile of the debt. 32. We also take on ourselves the obligation to give yearly a third of shackle for the service of the house of God. 33. For the showbread, the regular grain offering, the regular burnt offering, the Sabbath, the noonday, the appointed feast, the holy things, and the sign sin offering to make atonement of Israel for all of the work of the house of our God. The first vow concerned keeping focus on God alone. The second vow concerned preserving their difference. And the third vow is that the temple should furnish at the heart of Israel. Come on now. Now, come on. We make vows unto God and don't keep them. God has blessed us. You know, tithes and offering, that's a totally another teaching. But we need to honor God with our first fruits. We need to honor God when he blesses us. We don't honor God because we say we don't want to get at church no money. They got big cars. They got big houses. We ain't paying any bills. Come on. No, no, no. You got to give unto God. You have to find a place where you can say, you know what? I want to sow into the things of God. I want to sow into not only the things of God, but I know this ministry has good ground. Because you got to make sure that you're sowing in good ground. See, you're going to be sowing in the church because it's so big and because of the preacher and all that. But if the ground is not good, your money is not going to multiply. Your blessings is not going to come. You got to make sure that that ground is rich. You got to make sure that ground is holy. You got to make sure that ground is the ground that is going to produce some things. That's going, that is fertile. Hallelujah. That's going to bring back. Hallelujah. More than enough to be a blessing to others, not just yourself. Hallelujah. Because when you're planting, you're not planting for you to get rich, but you're planting, hallelujah, for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to come. So we need to make sure that we are giving, hallelujah, in good ground. Amen. See, you may not come to this church or you may not even step a foot in this church, but you know that the word of God is being preached in this church. And this is a church of truth. And this is a church, hallelujah of faith and that we are men and women of God that is doing the work of God not just preaching hallelujah on Facebook every Sunday but we're in the community serving hallelujah we're out there helping the poor we're out there helping those that are dead hallelujah bringing life amen so why not sow hallelujah in this ministry amen you should want to sow into something that's doing great things of God it is going to bring back a hallelujah a multiplication something a blessing in your life I'm not going to beg you or force you, amen. The Spirit of God will lead you. But what happens is when God is telling you to be a blessing, hallelujah, to certain people, you allow other people to put something in your ear. That's the enemy. Because the enemy don't want you to plant into something great. Because he knows that when you plant into something great, come on now, there is going to be a multiplication that's not only going to come in your life, but there's a multiplication that's going to come into that ministry. And you, that ministry going to be able to do greater and greater things, amen, for the four corners of the earth, amen. So the enemy wants to hinder the seed that's being planted because he knows that it's a reproduction of 
something great. That's why you cannot allow, hallelujah, the enemy to speak in your ear. When God has told you to plant and told you to sow into someone's life, amen, even though you may not know them, even though you may not have never met them, but it was something that you heard through the word. It was something that they spoke that came to existing. It was something that God told you to do. You have to be obedient to God and do it. Amen. You must be obedient unto God and do it. Hallelujah. So God told me to tell you, those that may want to sow, you can sow on the cash app, money app, Apostle Robin Stokes. Amen. That is money sign, Apostle Robin Stokes. I don't do this. Amen. But the Lord just told me to speak that out there because people are saying, how can we be a blessing? Amen. To their ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. How could you, we be a blessing? Amen. To their ministry. So let me tell you, uh, it is dollar sign, Apostle Robin Stokes. Amen. Or just in case if you want to drop a check in the mail or come by and drop something in the mailbox, the address is 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. In Jesus' name. So we give God the glory. Amen. So I wanted to make sure that I said that because the spirit is speaking, amen. But we got to make sure that we're sowing in good ground. But that is what Nehemiah had to make sure that these vows, hallelujah, was met, amen. That's why in the beginning, it began to list, amen. This was a list of sealed signatures on the covenant from the leaders, amen. And if you notice, Israel's name was not on the list. But there was 84 people who signed this list in order for this seal to be sealed. This was the covenant, the vowing to separate themselves from ungodly ways, amen, and to be accountable by what? Because they signed it. The reason why most of us is not accountable to things is because we have not signed it, amen. There have nothing been signed, sealed, and delivered unto God. That's why we are not accountable to things. Until we learn how to sign, seal, and deliver things unto God, then accountability can be our portion. We need to make sure that we are walking in accountability. We need people to hold us to accountability. We don't want nobody to tell us what to do. We don't want nobody to tell us, okay, this is the right way. We've been in ministry for 30 years. We've been doing this for 40. We've been head to church for 80. Nobody can tell us anything. Let me tell you something. Now, God is always changing guards. God is always using other people. God can use a donkey to tell you something. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Stuck and we can't move is because we say we've been in this for 30 years. We've been doing this for 50 years. That's why you stuck in the old times. You can't move. Nothing is moving. God wants to send something afresh to you until you move out of your pride and move out of yourself and understand what accountability is. You're going to be stuck where you are, and that is in the ancient times. We're not in the ancient times, y'all. Amen? We're in the now. Hallelujah. 
We're in the now. We're in the now. Hallelujah. Where our sons and daughters is prophesying. Our daughters and sons is dreaming dreams and visions. Come on now. Our sons and daughters is bringing most of us out of the back of the desk. So come on now. It is our time. It is now time. But at the same time, they signed this. But at the end of the day, Nehemiah, his name was at the top. Why? Because he was the governor. His name was at the top and said, Nehemiah the governor. He signed it. And then it followed the names of the group of priests, the Levites, the leaders, and some of the common people. Now the rest of the people, they didn't have to sign it. They separated themselves. But that's okay. But these people, because they said, you know what, we following this this time. We saw what God came back and did through this great man of God. We're going to honor God this time. Y'all, 2021, you can't play like a 2020 or 2019. You got to be serious. You got to do it now. You don't have time to wait. You got to separate yourselves and do what God is telling you to do. You got to separate yourselves from those that ain't going where you're going. It's going to hurt. But you got to separate yourself. God will show you. And if you ain't careful, he will force it. So allow the spirit to speak to you to know how and when to separate yourself. So that you can observe what God is taking you. See, these signatures were signatures that binded the covenant to preserve it made sure that it came to pass so that the people would benefit. They understood God's law. They understood that, first of all, this covenant, we got to avoid unequal yoke in marriage because they had to respond to the word of God. And when anytime we're responding to the word of God, we could not be in anything un... Come on. We can't be anything that says unequally yoked. We must follow God. We must base everything on authority of the word of God. See, it's easy to follow our own instinct. But you can't follow your own instinct or peer pressure or people or the latest things that's been going on traditionally and religiously. But you got to follow God. You have to follow the spirit of God. Because if you don't follow the spirit of God, come on now. You're going to be like them when they operated in immorality, when they operated in adultery, idolatrous pagans, when they sacrificed their children by throwing them alive in fiery furnace to Moloch, when they had pagan worship practices to lead to the fall of Israel and Babylon captivity. Hallelujah. And then it came into infidelity to God. So the people committed spiritually adultery by worshiping false gods. We are doing that today because we're worshiping people. They're not God. You know, you're worshiping favorite preachers. You're worshiping favorite things. You're worshiping money. You're worshiping material things. Those are gods because you're putting more trust in them and not God. See, that's when it becomes dangerous. Your trust must be in God, not in things. 
Because when your trust is in God, things will move. Favor will move. You will never be lacking nothing. Amen. That's why God wants us to worship him in spirit and truth. God wants us to worship him alone. God don't want us to put our trust in man. But God wants us to put our trust in him. That's why God continue to tell us, don't compromise. It's not worth it. Because it does not bring eternal life. We need to make sure that we're not compromising the word of God. We're not compromising God. Amen? Hallelujah? Because when you compromise God... Things like the sons of Israel, when the Canaanites, the Hesitites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hebatites, and the Jebusites, they took their daughters for themselves as wives and gave their own daughters to their son and served gods. Perversion. That's why the spirit of perversion is so strong. That's why we need to go back and pray through our fourth generation. The spirit of perversion, dealing with homosexuality, bisexuality, come on, homosexuality, Come on now, bestiality, perversion. And we think it's okay. It's not. Hallelujah. It is not. It is not of God. That's why we have to go back and pray and fast. Because these are spirits that have been attached through our generations. And our sons and daughters that are coming before us, hallelujah, cannot allow the spirit to move in them because they have to fulfill the things of God. So that's why they serve Baal and Ashtaroth. That's why all the spirits, come on Jezebel, all those spirits when they start having sex, hallelujah, with the, come on, all of this perversion. Then the covenant, they kept the Sabbath. That's why the Mosaic law declare, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy in the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Come on now. So spiritually, they had to understand that you have to rest upon God. It's not just on Sunday. It's whatever day the Holy Spirit is telling you. Hallelujah. But we, we, we got the Sabbath on Sunday or Saturday. But God is every day. God is Monday through Sunday because he created every day. He didn't create just Sunday. He didn't just create Saturday. He created Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I wonder why. Because he wants us to worship him every day. He wants us to talk to him every day. He wants us to worship him every day. He wants us to pray to him every day. He wants us to love him every day. Not just one or two days. We need to rest upon God every day. We must enter into his rest and have himself to ourselves every day. We must take the first efforts, hallelujah, of God every day so he can establish eternal life to us every day. It is a covenant to provide for the temple offering. That was another thing that Nehemiah made a cover to. You know, we must also give me to the place of worship. Meaning our lifestyles. Meaning our life. Not just the church building. But those that are in need. Yes, we need help in the church. Yes, financially. God will send divine helpers. So we pray that God send divine helpers. Those that will help financially. That don't feel like they need a 
obligation to be connected all the way. Like sometimes a person may say, oh, I need you to be uh, uh, at the church every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. God may be sending them just to be a financial blessing. But we get so stuck on them coming to the church every day, being a member, we miss it. So God has some people that are just coming to be a giver. But he had them also maybe in another church to be there as a pillar. So he may put them in another church as a pillar to help hold up that ministry presently, but may give them also the obligation to sow into your ministry financially as a pillar. But it doesn't mean that they will come and physically be there, but financially just sow seed there. But we also need to make sure that we obey God and give our tenths of our offering, of our tithes. We, some of us, we say we don't belong to a church. Okay? But God still put it in your heart. It's been somebody that's spoken in your life. Somebody who has prayed for you. You know, we ain't going to go there. That's another teaching where we'll teach our tithes and offering. But I'm telling you. God has blessed us so much with people that have prayed for us, prostrated for us, don't even know what, you don't even know what we do for people. We don't ask nobody for anything. But when we pray and fast, hey, we are on our face and knees praying in our seat. You don't even know what we sacrifice. We don't ask for anything. But you would think that when they break through come, when God do something, they will remember you. They will come back and, oh my God. But people don't. They'll go give to somebody that never cared anything about them. But did not obey God because God told them to bless them. But because the enemy hate, he did not want them to receive their fully breakthrough. See, their breakthrough came and some of the things they asked for, but they didn't realize the fullness of it. So the enemy will always come and hinder the fullness of it. We never get the fullness of it. We only get a portion of it because we don't obey the sowing part afterwards. That's why you got to do what God's telling you to do. I'm not a person about a money line. When a person comes and we'll do a $100 offer, I'm not nothing against it. Because if that's what God told the man or woman of God to say, and if people do it, God bless you. But I'm not going to just go so like that because they told me the spirit of God has to speak to me. And then guess what? I'm so mature in the spirit that even though the God may tell me, yes, go ahead and sow in that money line. I may not even go up at the time everybody goes standing in that line and get prayed for. I may just wait to tithes off because see, I understand that the enemy is also sitting back there waiting and looking and seeing, oh, who sowed that seed? Who weak in the spirit? Who faith ain't that? Okay, okay, I'm going to let them know. Okay, guess what? They're going to sow the seed, but if they ain't strong, I'm about to take their breakthrough. Come on. The enemy always sit and wait. See, we got to learn how to do things decently. Or we got to learn how to do things, hallelujah. We, we, we got to see the enemy on the radar. We can't let him see us on the radar. We always want to be up and seen when they call a line. Oh, well, I got $1,000. You want people to think, oh, you, listen, that's not good. Because if you're weak in the spirit, the enemy will come and snatch it. See, we don't teach these type of things. Premature, these are premature things that we do sometimes and think that, come on, 
Or even when the word go out, when a prophetic word go out, sometimes it's a corporate word. It goes out because the anointing is all over the place. But at the end of the day, the devil is sitting right there too, trying to see who and who's weak in the spirit. So he can come and steal that word because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy the word. So sometimes God may not be telling us to speak that word out there over somebody's life because they're weak in their prayer life and they really don't really have the faith to hold on to this word. God may tell us just to go up to them and tell them the prophecy. But because we want everybody to know, hallelujah, we're prophesying and we're prophets, we want the word to go over the speakers real loud and real shakaya. But sometimes God is saying they're weak in the spirit. So we got to be able to follow the spirit and know when to speak the word because the enemy is sitting right there with us in church taking the word. Come on now. The covenant promised to bring first fruits to God. See, they understood that not only their tithes and their offering, but also first fruit. You know, God, would you say, God has blessed me. I want to give a first fruit. The Lord told me to sow $2,000 because I just want to sow this into a ministry because I know what God is about to do and I know what God told me to do. Those are first fruits when you get in the spirit, when the spirit of God begins to speak to you and it's such a big amount and you don't know what the cause is. You don't know why, but the Lord is saying, I want you to, to sow this. Those are things called first fruits. So first fruits may be a time of the month or a time where it talks about here in Exodus, the book of Exodus 13 and 11 and 16. The law stated that God was to receive the first fruit of everything dedicated to him, meaning that the law of the first fruit taught the chosen people to recognize Yahweh ownership and right to claim their lives. So at this time, they had to give, they, they learned to give their biggest portion. And when you go to the first book of Corinthians chapter 1, 19 and 20, hallelujah, remember the firstborn of every household, the land and the flocks that belong to God, all um, life is a gift from God who owns everything. So the apostle Paul applied this great truth in the uh, first Corinthians, remember in chapter 1, verses 19 to 20, and said every believer needs to remind himself daily, you're not your own, you're brought with a price. God owns you. He has the right over your life. We do not own ourselves. So at the end of the day, we've given our first fruits unto God. So because God has blessed me in this area so great, I'm going to take my first fruit, meaning that I'm going to give God this. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless God's house with this. I'm going to give the man or woman of God this. I'm going to give my neighbor this. I'm going to give my uncle this. See, it don't have to just be to a church, but just make sure that it's good ground. That's all. Because God wanted to reveal, to redeem what he had already promised unto you. So they had a covenant that they gave their tithes, they gave an offering, they gave their first fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Because remember, also in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, on the first day of the week, each of them put aside and saved a certain amount. Amen. And that was to support God's work. So maybe God is telling you the first of every month, put aside $1,000 and come and bless, hallelujah, SOAR International Outreach Network and Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry because you see the work that they may do, not only here in U.S., but such a great ministry in Ghana. And now with the, um, hallelujah, I Am Finneman Project, where we're going now to Cameroon, then Nigeria, then London, hallelujah, and then Uganda. We've already been in Ghana where we're giving out, hallelujah, hallelujah, 
maxi pads, tampons, and every um, ministerial product to help young women that are underserved in that area to prevent, um, hallelujah, ministerial poverty. So God may tell you to sow into that, or God may tell you to sow into our missionary, um, hallelujah, ministry that we're starting in 2022, hallelujah, where we'll travel to Ghana and do some great work there with the church and everything. So I'm just saying, God may be telling you to sow in different areas for the ministry, hallelujah. So I'm just speaking things into existence, amen, because sometimes the enemy tries to hinder the blessing because he say, oh, don't sow into that, don't do this, don't do that, hallelujah, do what God is telling you to do, hallelujah, because when you do what God is telling you to do, I'm telling you, we must also have a covenant not to neglect the house of God. We need to make sure that we commit ourselves. Amen. There should be a commitment to faithfulness. When we um, work in the house of God, when we're doing the work of God, there should be a, 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 a covenant of excellency, making sure that we do not neglect the house of God, meaning that we don't neglect the men and women of God that God have called to do a work in in the house of God, but most of all, we should not neglect the people that God is calling in the house that is receiving deliverance and healing, because they may not come in looking like you or me. They may not come in smelling like me or you, when they may not come in dressed like me or you, or talk like me or you, or be as eloquent as me and you, but we must respect them as children of God, because this allows us not to neglect the house of God. That's why we must not neglect our temple, meaning that we need to stay holy and acceptable unto God. Because don't you know this temple do not belong to us, but it belongs to God. We must make sure that this temple is holy, amen, and pure, amen, because it does not belong to us. The Holy Spirit rests inside of us. So the Holy Spirit cannot reside into something that is contaminated, something that is ugly, something that is neglecting being obedient unto God. So we must make sure and know that we do not own ourselves, but that God paid a price for us and he bought us with a price. Therefore, we must glorify our body because it belongs to God. Amen? And in closing, we must continue to abide in God. When we continue to abide in God, we make sure, first of all, that we are respecting the things of God and that we love God, that we base our house, our foundation on the things of God and don't destroy the things of God and don't destroy the family of God and don't destroy the ministries of God or the men and women, boy or girl, man or woman of God. We must continue to rest in the Lord, abide in Christ. Hallelujah. We must continue to live holy unto God, worship God with our whole heart, and rely solely upon him for his glory alone. We must learn to trust him. We must learn to let him strengthen us. We cannot be lazy. We cannot be timid. 
But we must be confident and bold in the things of God. And not just focus on committing ourselves to God on Sunday. But we must commit ourselves to God on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. Not just in brick or mortar, but outside on the byways, the highways, the grocery stores, the freeway. Come on now, the underpass. We must learn to commit to the things of God, serve him with our whole heart, and know that we have been revealed to redeem. We're not our own, but we belong to our Lord Jesus Christ because he purchased us with his blood. The blood of Jesus. We are redeemed people unto God. So we must be obedient unto the things of God. Come on now. It's not our own responsibility to seek our own will or our own things. Come on now. We have been crucified with Christ. And we no longer live for ourselves. But Christ lives in us. Come on now. And because he lives in us, life which we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who live in us and he gave himself up for us so we must give unto God with a cheerful heart we must give unto God without a grudge a grudging heart without a stingy heart there's none greater joy than being involved in the things of God doing the work of God come on now we must sacrifice everything that we have for the kingdom of God so more in the kingdom of God go see what ministry may need whatever instrument glory to God or whatever they may need for the uh, ministry or they need maybe a van to go pick up people or go pick up food or pay the bill something go do something for the kingdom of God I tell you when you do that glory to God watch how God bless you do not forsake assembly with other believers for worship for prayer for praise for studying the word for fellowship or service but make a long lifetime commitment to serve Christ to fulfill him, to be faithful to him, to be obedient to him, to love him, to sacrifice all for him, and to seek the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. May God bless you, and we thank you for joining us on this morning. And we'll be back at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this evening. May God bless you. May God keep you. And we thank you for joining SOAR International Outreach Network. Hallelujah. Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry. Um, Apostle Joe L. S. Amore and Apostle Lady Robin Stokes. May God bless you and join us this evening. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. May God bless you. And remember, if you need any food, we also have the pantry here, Unlimited Grace Outreach Pantry in collaboration with Hands On. Make sure you call. You can call us. Hallelujah. Here. Amen. Or you can just stop by. Amen. Um, after the service. Hallelujah. At six. We'll be giving out food this evening if you need food this evening. But you can also call and make an appointment to come and pick up food as well. Let me give you that phone number. You can leave a message. Hallelujah. And someone will get back with you. 513-330-6878. 513-330-6878. Or you can text us and let us know what time that you can come on Tuesdays or Thursdays to pick up food. And someone will call you back to confirm that date and time. That number that you can call for that is 302-990-8476. 302-990-8476. 
or you can email Unlimited Grace Outreach Pantry at gmail.com. Unlimited Grace Outreach Pantry at gmail.com. May God bless you. May God keep you in Jesus' name. Have a blessed day.